Aloha, y'all. Welcome to Healing and Hustling. We're living our best life on Maui, and we're here to help you live your very best life. I'm Kimberly. I'm obsessed with helping people reach their full potential. I help you land your dream job faster while making more money than ever before. Think of me as your career resume and LinkedIn ninja. I also am a diversity, equity, and inclusion expert. Hi, I'm Donna. Love and laughter are my superpowers. I love to help people take themselves a little less seriously, find some grace and mercy for themselves while having a little bit of fun. My gifts are Reiki, breathwork, meditation, and life coaching. Together, we're here to help make you laugh, inspire you, and have real talk about life. Welcome back to Healing and Hustling. Sorry that we have been MIA for a couple of weeks. We had visitors in for the holiday and we had some technical difficulties. Do you want to go into the technical difficulties? Because that would be fun. Oh my gosh. Now that they're done. We ended up recording two episodes and just had a ton of technical issues. We couldn't get it to stop recording. We couldn't get it to um, save the recording. We had to record things like three, four times over. But you know what? Progress over perfection. We have moved past it. We have figured out our challenges and we're going to be more technically savvy moving forward. Well, we pray we've figured out all of the errors that happened. Exactly. So today we're going to talk a little bit about the holidays. So we're going to talk about Thanksgiving recap. We're going to share the great gravy debacle. We're going to talk about the time in between Thanksgiving and Christmas, traditions around the holiday, and talking about how our traditions have changed a little bit since we moved. So let's get started with a Thanksgiving recap. We were very blessed that our very good friends, Tina, Aaron, and Jackson got to come visit us. And one of the traditions that is a new tradition for us is we have been taking a turkey up to Pukalani, which is a city here in Maui, on Maui. And essentially they have this cooking technique that dates back generation after generation. And it's using an emu. That's I-M-U. So I'm just going to go ahead and stop you there because... I just want everybody to know that we did not take a turkey and put it in another bird's butt. <laughs> That's right. An emu is actually where they go in and dig a giant hole in the ground, fill it with uh, hard, hardwood, like kiave wood. They fill it with uh, charcoal. And then you wrap your turkey really, really well. Or your uh, pig, if you want to do a pig, you can do that. You can do vegetables, meat, pretty much anything you want. And once you wrap it up and put down everything you want to, you lay taro and banana leaves on top. And next thing you know, it steams overnight and you've got the most incredible meal ever. It is literally fall off the bone. It's delicious. And it has this like smoky flavor to it. So we did that this year, which was really, really fantastic. In fact, if you've ever been to a luau, you may have heard of Kahlua pork. So Kahlua pork, Kahlua basically means to be cooked in the ground. So if you haven't tried it at some point, definitely try Kahlua pork or try using an emu if you ever do get to come to Hawaii or or try to find one so that you can try it. It's delicious. So I want to talk about one of my favorite Thanksgiving memories. I don't think that it was necessarily a favorite at the time. (laughs) I was a little stressful at the time, but... 
We lived through it. Yes. So you you uh, were there for this moment, the beginning. So do you want to sort of set the stage for this? But of course. So <sighs> Kim's parents normally come in their car and it is full of festivities and feasts. And, you know, so they had this giant, I'll never forget it, this giant white Tupperware bowl that was full of gravy. And so we normally come in and everything in the kitchen. And so it was time for the gravy to be reheated. And so Kim's mom asked her father if he would go and reheat the gravy. And at that time, we did not have a microwave in the kitchen. The microwave was in the garage above another refrigerator and my car sat directly behind it. So I went out to help Chris cause it's kind of a funky reach to get up there, especially with holding gravy over your head. Um, so we were just kind of sitting there chit chatting and the, uh, the gravy got heated. So he opened the door and he went to pull the giant bowl out and it made this pop noise and all of a sudden gravy went everywhere. Fortunately, it did not get on he or I, but it did come all the way down the refrigerator, all the way under the refrigerator, all over the top of my car, all over the ground. And about that time, I do believe that's when Dan Beyer came out the door and was like, oh God. So I was like, hey, could you get us several rolls of paper towels? which we used, I think, three or four rolls and filled up an entire trash bag, I'm pretty sure. Um, So Kim's dad was kind of freaking out. I'm pretty sure since we were right there by the fridge, um, we had maybe a couple of shots of Fireball uh, because we knew what was coming next. Um, So there was some gravy left in there, and it was enough. I mean, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like everybody got three drips and drops and that's it. Um, but so then we were like, okay, we have to go face the music and now I'm going to let my wife take back over this. Yeah. So one thing you have to understand about my mother is we grew up in, in Boston or outside of Boston in a very Italian Catholic family. And so you never knew who was going to stop by. This means that you always want to have more than enough food, regardless of how many people pop in. And so it is nothing for my mother, not only to make enough food for the day for Thanksgiving, but for weeks to come, because she's not only thinking about the food for the day, she's thinking about goodie bags that everyone can take home to eat leftover Thanksgiving for the next week. And so I'm not kidding when I say it's not uncommon for my mother to make four or five, six pans of sausage stuffing, four or five pans of mashed potatoes. And of course, this gravy, I'm telling you, this gravy, it must have been over a gallon of gravy. It was a lot. There was still a lot left Mm -hmm. even to send people home with food. And you know, gravy is based in oil. I mean, so it was so slippery and slick in the garage for like weeks to come. We We didn't fall because we were braced gently between the refrigerator and the front of my car. So we did not have any spills as far as humans are concerned. And let me tell you, when we walked in... And half of the gravy was gone or more. My mother was like, Chris, what the hell is wrong with you? What did you do? I can't effing believe you dropped the effing gravy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She lost her mind. 
And so I was like, I think my dad was in the shit house for days after yeah. that. Pretty sure. Poor bastard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we've always had really great Thanksgivings. We've had great Thanksgiving traditions. And um, I'm particularly proud of Thanksgiving because a few years ago, it sort of became my holiday, the one holiday that I got to sort of plan out and own. Um, and I would be remiss as a diversity, equity, and inclusion um, specialist if I didn't say that we do recognize that some people have a really hard time with Thanksgiving. In fact, some people don't celebrate any Thanksgiving anymore. A good friend of mine, Zarita, she calls it um, food and football day. And the reason for that is that there's a lot of controversy around the background of Thanksgiving and the fact that there's been a lot of uh, cultural misappropriation around Native Americans, misunderstanding of history. It's tied up in colonization and, and a whitewashed history of the United States of America. And so just know, if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving or you struggle with it, totally get it. And the other thing to say is, you know, as you approach this holiday season, be really thoughtful that um, while a lot of people celebrate Christianity, there's so many other world religions out there. And there are dozens of religious holiday observations that occur between November and February. And uh, just be thoughtful about that. So, you know, don't assume that everyone celebrates Christmas. There may be people that celebrate Hanukkah or other holidays. Uh, so just be thoughtful about that as you're talking to your colleagues. So with that being said, let's talk a little bit about that little space that exists between Thanksgiving and Christmas. I wouldn't even minimize it to little because it's like, it's like everybody's in a race after that, you know, trying to fit everything in, make sure you got everything for everyone. And you know, so I just, I just, to me, it flies because you are, you're trying to pack like all these things that are going to make everybody quote happy, you know, into less than a month. It is. It's a whirlwind, right? It's like by the time you hit Thanksgiving, all of a sudden the last few weeks of the year just fly by. Yeah. It, it just goes like lightning speed. And, you know, I think this year I've really tried to be more intentional about slowing down, really appreciating the holiday. And, you know, I think one of the things that I didn't anticipate as much as I probably should have when we moved is how much I would miss our friends. I mean, I knew I would miss our friends. Not like I didn't think I'd miss them, but just the amount that I miss our friends and thinking about like when um, tragic or sad things happen to our friends that we can't necessarily be there with them. Right? right. You know, we lost a good friend of ours this year and, you know, it just wasn't really feasible for us to go back for the funeral. And, um, good friend, friend of mine lost his mom right around Thanksgiving. Uh, so that makes it a little more difficult. And so like just the other day, as I was filling out the Christmas cards, which is one of our very favorite holiday traditions is coming up with a fun Christmas card every year. I really spent some time being intentional and being grateful for every single one of our friends as I filled out their card. I thought about what their friendship means to me and how grateful I am for the difference they've made in our lives. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that was a really good intentional practice that I haven't necessarily always been as good at in the past. And so I just encourage you as you're thinking about this holiday season, finding ways that you can create pockets of time for yourself to really just be full, 
of gratitude. And, you know, I, I always, I really mean it when I say progress over perfection. Sometimes I think we get so wrapped up in the thing that we actually forget to appreciate the moment, to appreciate the people, to um, not get stressed out and to really make it all about enjoying our families and our friends and their company. And it doesn't always have to be a big hoopla. You don't always have to break out the China and have a 12 course meal. I mean, just getting together and creating space to just share time together, have great conversations, really listening to each other is really important. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of the, the, the holiday dynamic has changed for us since we've been here. Um, and I also think, you know, I think back to now that we have time to slow down and reflect because we really, we really didn't have a lot of time to reflect until it was all over because we did a lot of driving, you know, starting Christmas Eve, you know, in the morning doing the, the toys for the needy with the police department and then spending it uh, that evening with my cousin and aunt and family and then um, getting up the next morning and, you know, jumping in the car with all the gifts and then going to your parents and celebrating there and then leaving, going back home to let all the dogs out and then come back in the same direction to go to my mom's when she lived in Gallatin. Um, And so, you know, by the time we got home, it was like, I didn't even feel like emptying the car that had turned into Santa's sleigh, (laughs) but we did. Um, And those, you know, some of it was stressful, but some of it I kind of miss, you know, because it did, it, it became like this tradition for us to do this, you know? So it's really hard because for me, I do really miss my family. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't come here thinking that I was going to be like, I don't need them. Uh, but I miss them a heck of a lot more than I thought I would. Um, so I really, you know, it's kind of looking back on that. I really do appreciate it, even though there were stressful moments or whatever, but I really kind of miss that, that tradition of doing all that and giving back. You know, traditions are really important. I, some of my most fond memories are around the holidays. My mom absolutely loves Christmas and her love language is, um, giving gifts. She loves to give people gifts and, um, she has always made Christmas such a big deal in our household. You know, everything from the, the decorations, the presents, the, uh, the food, like all of it is oh so, God, imp- the food, the food. Oh, so good. Well, I'm going to tell you a story about that one in a minute, but <laughs> so, you know, I remember as a little girl, I'm pretty sure this is accurate. Um, like mom would always like, she'd take me to Kmart, like it was way back in the day. Like she would take me to Kmart when they had like breakfast with Santa mm-hmm. and I'd get to have breakfast with Santa. And, you know, we did all the writing letters to Santa and leaving out milk and cookies. Like those are just magical memories. Right. And then, you know, like Donna alluded to every single year for many, many years, we would partner with the uh, Nashville Metro Police Department and we would go at like three in the morning and go sit in line with our car and just wait for them to open at seven. And then you just basically go through and grab all sorts of presents. You grab food and you're assigned a family that you get to go deliver um, Christmas to that uh, they're, you know, in need, they need some financial assistance. So that was always really, really 
meaningful because we get to have some great conversations with people in the community. And obviously it's incredibly humbling. And then in the evening, like she said, we would get together with um, our family members and gather at Hutton Becca's, which are some of our family members and their kids and extended family. And man, I really miss that because we would drink a lot of wine eat a lot of food and we would watch the family stone and oh, we did the hot chocolate thing and yeah. And the polar express. Yeah. And whenever the hot chocolate thing would come around, we'd make hot chocolate and dance around the living room and just had tons of fun. I still watch those two movies every year, sort of in honor of, of them and that moment. But you know, I do miss having that experience with them. Yeah. I normally, uh, like since we've been here, I'll text them and go, I'm watching it. Exactly. Watching it too. So, you know, that was, that was something that was really nice. And that I really enjoyed to do is just to chill out and, you know, you don't have to do much. You just sit there, you eat. They always had really good food. They're both really good cooks, you know, and their dynamic has changed now because they're moved They're They've moved. And so I'm sure they're feeling that too. And the change, but I'm really glad that I'm at least still connected with them. Mm-hmm. And every year, uh, our family, my my mom and dad, my mom always makes Italian food. It's a tradition. Mm-hmm. We have always done Italian food. As long as I can remember, she makes eggplant, uh, Parmesan. Um, she makes... Um, Is it manicotti? Manic- lasagna, stuffed shells, depends on the year, but it's always something Italian. Yeah. Sometimes she makes frijole, which is, oh my God, it's so good. It's basically skirt steak and you just beat the hell out of it. <laughs> and then you rub it with olive oil and salt and you cut up really like fine chop onions and peppers and you, you wrap it uh, in like th- thread, if you will. You throw it in your tomato sauce or your... Um, yeah, your marinara, whatever that you've made from scratch, and you just let it slow cook and so that it just falls apart. It's delicious. That's one of my favorite things. And it, it takes a long time. So we generally would only do that once a year. But what's really funny is this is how like Christmas Day used to work. We would get up at the crack of dawn, like six in the morning, so we could let the dogs out, feed them. We ended up deciding to just do our Christmas together with each other on Christmas Eve to make it a little less hectic. Mm. We would get up, show up at my mom and dad's house by like eight in the morning at the latest. And then we would open presents with them. Then we would have this ginormous lunch with all of this carbon-induced coma food. That's right. And then we would, and it would take us about 40 minutes to get to my mom and dad's. So we'd spend until probably around noon or one there We'd turn around, like Donna said, drive 40 minutes back to our home in Mount Juliet, Tennessee, turn around, drive to Gallatin, Tennessee, which was another 40 minutes away. And then Donna's mom would always make a big meal. <laughs> she was like, then we had to, to eat. We were like, Ugh. And then we had to eat again and then open more presents and then, you know, eventually get home like at 10 o'clock at night. So um, I miss it, but it's to some degree, I'm appreciative that our holidays are not quite the whirlwind that they used to be. It's nice having a little bit of a break now. Well, another thing is my mom, um, after she moved, when she came back, she came with us to Kim's parents' house. And so she got to witness like all the food that you have. And so she said that she was driving home. Like the, I think the first time she went, And she was like, I thought I was going to throw up because I ate so much food. She was like, I will never ask you if you're ready to eat again. 
you don't have to worry about that anymore. I was like, thank you. <laughs> yeah, there are lots of food. Like, I'm not kidding when I say I think the amount of desserts that people get has gone up significantly over the years. Like, it used to be everyone got their own pie, basically. Mm. And now I'm pretty sure, like, everyone gets, like, 2.5 pies a piece. Well, it could be pies, cakes, cookies. Cheesecake. Whatever. Exactly. And But it was also good. Oh, and everything is homemade. Everything is from scratch, Ooh. and it's delicious. And your mom used to send me home this giant vat of mac and cheese that had Gouda in it. It was amazing. Yes. If you want to know the way to Donna's heart, it is macaroni and cheese. Most all people the way. know that. Well, in case you don't, mac and cheese is Donna's favorite. She gets giddy like a little girl when I make mac and cheese for her. Well, I mean, it, I've been giddy over mac and cheese since I was probably six or seven, so... Absolutely. So I think the last thing I wanted to chat about is just, you know, being gentle on yourself during this holiday season and recognizing that holidays can be really difficult for people. Uh, I know that when we lost Christopher, Donna's brother, that all of the holidays, especially the first, were just so painful. And you, you never, you, it, it, nothing ever really goes back the same after you lose someone like that. Eventually holidays become fun again and celebratable. Uh, but you never approach those holidays in the same way because there's always someone missing that yeah. you wish was there. Anything you would say about that, Donna? You know, I think just in general, the year of first suck. They just do. It's not something you want. You don't want to, you know, pardon my French, half ass holidays, but you kind of have to in order to be gentle on yourself because number one, you don't want to bring everybody down. Uh, but number two, you don't want to forget about the, you know, the family member that you just lost. And so you are, you just kind of blindly guide yourself through all the first, but you know, we didn't really see a lot of him for Thanksgiving because he typically worked or he was on call, but we typically did see him I think like every other year uh, for Christmas, because we didn't, I don't even think the year before we, we had it for Christmas. I think it was the year before that. But, you know, it was, it was very weird. And I am one that loves traditions and celebrating Christmas. But the first year he was gone, I was so angry. I didn't want to do Christmas. I just wanted to stay in the bed because... And I think I cried the entire way to get to Kim's parents' house because I just, I didn't want to do Christmas. And you know what? It would have been okay if I just would have said, I don't want to go. But my mom was in, so it was like, I don't, you know, I don't want to make it worse for everyone else. But, you know, you just kind of have to walk through it, you know, and get through that year the first. And the second, it's not like, okay, everything's good now. It's not, but it gets a little less and a little less and a little less each year. Yeah. And I think holidays, holidays often can be very emotionally charged. Oh yeah. Oh, cause you know, there's always those relatives, those relatives that want to talk about all the things. Let's talk about politics. Let's talk about that wall. Let's talk about abortion rights. And you're like, Oh God, please Santa's save in the corner me. doing a face palm. Seriously. I mean, why, why do we have to talk about these things? Especially Especially when you know that I think very differently about those things than you, and you have no interest in actually learning my perspective 
and understanding why I feel the way that I do, but rather you just want to combat what I believe and not respect my uh, ability to think differently than you. And this is about the time that I would get up and go start doing the dishes. Exactly. So if you uh, sometimes have challenging conversations with family, just give yourself a little bit of grace and mercy. It can definitely be a lot of fun. It can be magical during the holiday, but sometimes it can be super stressful. So we just encourage you to take a step back, really enjoy your holiday season, find a way to get some things off your plate. You don't have to do everything by yourself. Ask for help, find some self-care things you can do through the holidays to help you get through them and, and not just survive, but thrive through the holidays and have the most magical holiday that you can. Yeah. And I'll add that, you know, when it comes to being around people that want to talk about new stuff or whatever, because that's normally what's going to lose me anyways, I have started questioning myself to, are you going to look through a lens of fear at these people? Or are you going to look through a lens of love? And since it's the season of giving, I, I try to be the bigger person, look through the lens of love and go, you, you're entitled to your opinion. And that is okay but I'm not going to jump in, in that arena. I'm just going to look at you and say, I still love you and move on. Exactly. The best gift you can give is to be gentle on yourself and to have gratitude in your heart and to be filled with love, even in those moments that maybe people are a little less lovable. Cause it's easy to love people when they're in a great mood and they're fun and they're happy and they're good people. It's it's a much harder thing um, to be a really great Christian, to be a great steward, to be a great citizen um, when you meet people that are difficult to deal with, right? And so that's that's when love is more important than ever. Yep, I agree. Well, we hope you have a magical holiday season with whatever you celebrate through these holiday times. And until next time. Wait, I just want to say one other thing. And I'm going to say it as slow as I can just for my family, okay? Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Christmas. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Until next time, keep healing and hustling. Thank you so much for listening today. Check us out at DonnaHeels.com and TateOfMindConsulting.com. If you love this episode, be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and give us a review. Until next time, keep healing and hustling.